0: Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going, man? It's going really good, Shay. I
1: got, this is my last full week of the day job. Woo. So getting everything squared away, getting some Apex in when we can. But uh, yeah, it's an exciting time.
0: It is an exciting time at the third party nation. That is for sure. And it's an exciting time in Apex. We got our fun stuff to cover today. We're covering the Celestial Sunrise Collection event. And we'll dive into that in a bit here soon. But before we do, if you want a question answered on the podcast, ask it in our Discord channel for questions or leave it in the form of a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, drop us a follow on Twitter at Kirk and at HB Burson. Support over there is always appreciated. If you want to support the show even
1: further, check out our Patreon, get behind the scenes, early access. A lot of fun benefits over there. Still working on the details, figuring out the next third-party Invitational. But to mm-hmm. be the first into the sign-ups, Patreon is where that's going to be.
0: So check it out in the description. Yep. With that, though, let's just dive straight into the news. First piece of news the Celestial Sunrise collection event went live yesterday. If you're listening to this on the day of release, Henry, this is another collection event this season. This was a collection event is celebrating the Lunar New Year. Talk to me a bit high level. You know, we got an LCM coming in, we got a set of skins that I think are really good, we got a reactive PK skin coming in as well. High level, where's this collection event maybe rank for you?
1: It ranks pretty high. I think that it does a lot really well. The skins, both Weapon and Legend, are immaculate. I think the LTM is really refreshing and fun. And I think the Reactive Peacekeeper skin, we can talk more about it, but just the idea of a Reactive Weapon skin as a reward for completing an event, way better than anything else it could possibly be. because if it's not a reactive legend skin or a or a mythic legend skin or an heirloom, those are tied to one legend. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of legends now. You might not use them, but a peacekeeper, way more accessible. So I think those three areas alone, it's a dub. That's interesting
0: because I, I think it's funny. I almost was disappointed in the reactive weapon skin coming in. And I think it is just the connotation of it's linked to the battle pass it always has been which is only 10 bucks and you know it's what like 240 bucks to get this one you get all the other skins as well so the price just feels steep versus what i think you're used to but at the same time you don't have to play and you can still buy it so that does make sense i'll always choose the uh, shards i think that's the best collection event reward that could ever exist and i hope there was like data pointing towards that was the most successful collection event. So we maybe get that again someday cause that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, I am a fan of that. I don't know. I think it, it, I'd be, I'll be totally transparent if the PK skin was not kind of a recolor of an older iteration reactive skin, I think I'd be more excited about it versus if it was kind of something that was newer, fresher, um, but yeah, that's my only complaint. But overall, I think to your point, the fact that you can still use it on every legend, every game is, is definitely a nice bonus.
1: Yeah, I think like the if you want to say recycled or it isn't as unique as the the mythic skins uh, or the heirlooms, I think it comes back to this conversation we were having in the behind the scenes of. We now get two collection events every single season. yeah, And we have for the last four seasons. So, you know, in terms of investing or thinking about what is the content I want to go for, I think having one heirloom and one weapon skin is kind of cool. I I like that just because it's more accessible. You know, Loba's heirloom comes out. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't play Loba. Like, it's never, I'm never going to be able to get that content. But a weapon skin, now that's, you know, more accessible. So,
0: I like that. I think, like, it's just, to me, I see it as it's two weapon skins a season. Because you have the Battle battle Pass one also. So, like, I I want there to be something that distinguishes it between a Battle Pass reactive skin and a Collection Event reactive skin. Like, even if it was, hey, let's take the model of the Legend skin. And have like an evolving reactive skin or an evolving Mm -hmm. skin. So that way, the more you use the weapon, the cooler it gets. I I think that would also be a cool lens to maybe look through as well to give it a little bit more uniqueness in comparison to the battle pass. But we're, this is like the smallest disagreement I think that you could ever have about things. So it's, yeah, who cares? (laughs) I think, but just
1: back to just the skins overall. Great set of skins. The wingman Mm -hmm. skin amazing. All the weapon skins are great. The legend skins, not only are the four legendaries awesome with Ash, Caustic, Pathfinder, and Octane, but the Newcastle and Watson skin are amazing as epics. Like I think if you're Newcastle main, you're probably getting that Newcastle skin. Yeah. I I don't know, but it looks really really nice and you know, we were kind of confused about is it a collection event or is it a thematic yeah. event? And that terminology was retired more than a year ago. <laughs> so we're kind of boomers when it comes to that. But I just love that this collection was all really themed around the new year. And the skins are just all oh, so amazing.
0: Yeah, they did, a, they did a really good job. But let's talk about the LTM because this is a really interesting one. We got the introduction of Hardcore Royale. Uh, so a little description of the mode from apex armor is restricted to white armor only and can't be upgraded through dealing damage crafting or looting all this makes it easier to take down your enemies keep in mind you'll be just as vulnerable helmets have also been removed making headshots more lethal slash rewarding pick your fights carefully legend or it could all be over in the blink of an eye additional gameplay changes for hardcore are limited hud white armor only no helmets, armor doesn't spawn in death boxes, so there's no armor swapping, and the ring starts at max damage. Henry, it's hardcore. What's been your first reaction? To how, tell me this, break it down for two things. Reaction to hearing this game mode introduced overall, and then actual reaction to playing it for the first time.
1: Yeah, my reaction just to the announcement was I was really excited. I've really enjoyed hardcore mode in other games in the past, like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's pretty fun to have, you know, faster time to kill and, you know, more intense gameplay. Um, dropping in, man, it definitely <laughs> capitalizes on how intense it is, Um I think the one thing that just feels a little awkward is not knowing how many squads are left. Yeah. You know, I, and I don't think I've ever played a hardcore battle royale. So, this is a first. Maybe I'm yeah. not. Yeah. So, I think that is the hardest thing to adjust to. Um, but I think what's more important, and maybe we shouldn't just dive straight into no, this. I want you to share your thoughts, but how could this impact the future of Apex? Yeah. You know, Um, break down a couple of your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I can go. Well, high level thoughts, uh, you know, just to lead. And my thoughts were going to lead into that. Is one. I kind of heard this mode and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And with all the frustration around ranked, you know, I think hardcore and ranked have they're separate in most games, but there is kind of a connotation. It's a highly competitive environment. And so you do have to start asking the questions of, Will there be any bleed over? And we have to ask that because of recent history with Apex Legends. They've used LTMs as testing grounds for features that they then bring into the game permanently, such as Evo Armor, which is you know one of the biggest changes we've ever had coming into Apex Legends. So when you look at it through that lens and then you look at these features and you're like, okay, wow, this would be like if if any of these became permanent, what an insane thought process. and. We're not saying this is going to happen. We're not saying it, even if it happened, it would come in this instance. But unifying time to kill for everybody, not having armor differentials and erasing that part of the loot process is a really interesting concept. If you're trying to take away randomness out of a battle royale, we can go on a long tangent of if that's good or not. But it's a mode that's obviously it's in this mode, and we're looking at it potentially. I think what maybe is more realistic though is the ring damage being a bit more intimidating like in the ring not being something you want to fight and apex has always gone back and forth on if you're allowed to be in the ring versus if you're not allowed to be in the ring and so i do wonder if this is them looking at like what happens if we really funnel people together highly aggressively um and then i think the no armor swapping is another thing they're probably going to be looking at that's a feature that is very unique to apex is something the pros love, a lot of content creators. The really good players love that feature because they can get a serious advantage by doing it. It's a skill thing, not so much just a feature in the game. Removing it, I think, does a lot of an interesting conversation to leveling the playing field, potentially. Um, so that's kind of what I focus on when I'm looking at this mode and you know if we'll ever see it trickle. And it might not. like If we see something come in from Hardcore Royale, it could be two years down the line. Like, this is not urgent or anything from my understanding but what's your thought on either what I just said or just generally speaking in response to your own question?
1: Well, I, I like the mode but I also just think it is decreasing RNG. Definitely, It's leveling the playing field. so That makes the game at the same time harder and easier mm-hmm. because you're kind of you're not giving an advantage to someone with higher skill or lower skill. You know, if there's a loot discrepancy. Um, so I think that's really fun. But at the end of the day, it is a really hard LTM, you know. Like if you're gonna be grinding this LTM, I think that means that you are very, very good at the game. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's easy. And not only from a gameplay perspective, with just the limited HUD, I think is difficult. Yeah. You know, I I don't think we will ever see a day where there will be a permanent version of Hardcore hardcore Royale. I agree. Um, Just because it's tough. It's tough to get into. It's hard to understand. Um, It's also not available to any players Mm -hmm. under level 20. So it is kind of designed to be a more competitive environment,
0: like we said at the beginning. Um, So it's pretty cool. It is cool. And I think to your point, though, of like, the HUD is, I would be shocked if like a limited HUD ever worked its way into permanent Apex. So I think, on that to that point, it's like, yeah. So, what can you look at from this mode and maybe see the features that could be pulled into regular gameplay someday? Um, but yeah, I think overall, the mode's fun. It, like, it is a very different feeling to your point of not knowing how many teams are left. And I am scared 90% of the time I'm running around because <laughs> a Kraber can kill yeah. you. Just a shot from a sniper or anything like one shot is going to seriously put you on the back foot. That limited health is big, so being on beacons is scary. It's it's very competitive and exciting. My only like UI complaint, I would say, outside of the HUD stuff, is uh, when well, HUD stuff's not even a complaint. That's just how it is. But weapon inspect to be able to see your ammo and attachments of how they change the d-pad on controller it's kind of hard to get to it on controller versus just pressing n so i either would i'd like to see a different way to have that feature maybe incorporated um so it was easier to do it i've just been going into the menu and pausing myself to like yep. see it quickly but maybe there's an instance where not being able to do it easily on a controller because you're trying to run away could put you on the back foot so
1: It's just more intense. Everything is more intense. Weapons are stronger um, and abilities are stronger. Mm -hmm. And that not only means that damage dealing abilities are more potent, but also, like, lifeline is way stronger in this. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, abilities that allow you to heal your health or your shields Mm -hmm. um, are just a lot more powerful in this mode because you need it.
0: And mm-hmm. every bit of health matters in Hardcore. Well, let's talk about the new LTM coming at the end of this collection event. Date Night. Description from Apex. It's time to queue up with that special someone and become the Apex game's cutest couple. Date Night includes a new healing mechanic, mechanic exclusive to the Takeover. Using any healing item will show an area around your legend. If your duo's partners in the area when you finish the heal, they'll also receive the effects of the item. Heal your partner to spread the love, and don't forget to say thank you. Date night also includes a limited-time weapon, the Heart Stealer. This is a romantic variant of the Bosec bow, which heals you a percentage of the damage you do. Just like healing items, any healing from the bow is also given to your partner if they are close by. What do you think? Valentine's Day date night? (laughs) Really cool. Definitely a date
1: night. I'll try to execute on that. (laughs) Um, What I think is interesting here is the first part of this duo's LTM is sort of reminiscent to legend concepts that we've had, being yes. able to mm-hmm. say, all right, I'm gonna use this heal, but it's gonna affect my team. Um, so I think that's really cool. And you know, we're both fans of the bow. Yeah. And it's gonna be pretty cool. I when I first uh, kind of read this, I thought that it was going to be a healing bow. So that it would do damage to enemies, mm. but if you shot it at teammates, it would heal their shields. Um, that'd be kind of intense. And this is better because it's gonna heal you for doing damage much more streamlined, um, which is nice.
0: Yeah. It's a cool mode though. And I think you definitely nailed it of like it's something fun, but it is reminiscent of, you know, is this a test of a legend ability for right down the mm-hmm. line uh that we could maybe see come into the game and maybe even a I don't know, a hop-up test for the bow or just a weapon concept test generally if they could pull something off along these lines. I, I think it's, you know, n- neither of these, at least now, and maybe we'll see it, change our minds once we play it, but neither of them feel so overpowered that it's going to be like this huge alteration to how you would go about playing, which kind of fits into what a legend's ability should be. So something interesting yeah. to monitor, I think.
1: The last time we had something like this was uh, the teaser for Rampart with the paintball yeah.
0: pop up. Um, so, could be possible. Mm-hmm. Next piece of news we had an Apex hot patch go out recently. Uh, let's just go through that real quick. So, Legends will now start with the correct number of tactical changes in BR, probably fixed to Watson. Fire Range Easter egg can be activated again. Limiting Wraith by Headshot no longer causes incorrect particle effects, and Horizons tactical changes have been reverted. Reverted means the initial patch that they put out is doing it correctly. It's not a nerf. It's just a. My dog's going crazy. Not a nerf, just a straight kind of bug fix is my understanding of it. So this is. Do not expect to get the accuracy at the top of the tactical back in the game in terms of being not good. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Any thoughts, though, on this?
1: Nope, can't confirm. Watson is definitely restored on the tactical charges at the
0: beginning of the game. Um pretty simple straightforward patch yep just a quick one that helps out a few things uh we also got a ranked update uh olympus has been pulled from rotation as the respawn team tries to fix a bug causing game crashes while playing on olympus world's edge is the current replacement we have no eta on a switchback or if we will even get a switchback to olympus for this ranked split big news quick changes um our Saturday episode is a mailbag instead of a map breakdown because of this. Just a heads up for people as we don't really know what map to break down. What are your thoughts on getting World's Edge back in? On one hand,
1: I was really impressed by the, the quick pivot mm-hmm. and kind of solving the issue because the crash was affecting us and a lot of other players, clearly. Um, but on the other hand, I think after switching to World's Edge now for so long, I feel like kind of awkward to mid-split go back and forth between maps. Um, so I don't know. You'll have to ask me again in two weeks <laughs> because if we do go back to Olympus, I will think it's weird, even though I can understand why they might feel the pressure to go back. A, because that was the plan, mm-hmm. but B, it might affect seasons to come. You know, we have map updates planned yeah. and, you know, that's affects the rank split. So We'll see. I I think either way, I'm both proud
0: and I feel awkward. You know, if you hit Masters, if you hit Pred, the split, there's always going to be an asterisk on it. That's just what we got (laughs) to Sorry. (laughs) No, no, just kidding. Do your best. It, It is weird. We'll see how the situation kind of takes hold of itself. The fun note, I do think, was that Josh Medina voted for Kings Canyon, which... Funny that like people, I think, are laughing that King's Canyon was in consideration because everybody hates King's Canyon. We like King's Canyon. But I do think it's cool to kind of know that there was a internal vote of kind of what map do we do? We need to switch this. How do we go about it? Uh, and the, the team decided on World's Edge collectively. Um, that's going to wrap up the news for us, though. Any other final thoughts before we dive into some questions? Well, let's get into it. Okay, let's answer some five-star questions. Our first question is coming from Future York Times, a five-star from Apple. Hi, love the pod, have some questions. What is your opinion on Seer? I'm thinking of maining him. And do you guys stream on Twitch? And if so, what is your tag?
1: Great question. <laughs> so we don't actively stream on Twitch right now, but same as every other handle, third-party pod. Check us out. Might be getting on there one of these days, at least for you know tournaments and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seer. Alright, so Seer is incredibly powerful. Seer just got an heirloom. is probably
0: going to get nerfed. So, Yep, I'm glad you said it. That's what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> um, I think now is a pretty good time, but you're at the tail end at this point. Um, his nerf will probably not be an absolute destruction, but Something is going to happen. My bet is probably two things going to happen at the top of next season that affect his kits. Um, but at the same time, Seer is incredibly powerful and honestly easier to use than people think. That's why he shot up to the top in popularity because you threw out the ultimate and you have amazing permanent intel. That's it. Yeah. You know, everything else on the kit doesn't really matter. I mean, being able to cancel reses and heals is really powerful. Being able to see people's shields is really powerful, but the ultimate alone is a great reason to play Seer.
0: Yeah. Very well said. Honestly, you said everything I was going to say, where Seer is a good legend, but just keep in mind, it's not always fun to start maiming and playing someone. And we can't say with certainty. we think it's pretty likely there will be a nerf coming with this next season for seer um yeah i don't really have anything else to say twitch is unshaped pair for my individual one but i haven't streamed in like four months and no promise of it going up but that's what it is if anybody wants to drop that follow um yeah us to the next question next one's going from apex legends bot
1: five star Hi, just started playing in season twelve, been listening since then. Just want some tricks to make my game on step one step better because I suck at movement and things like that.
0: Tips and tricks. Some tips and tricks, and you know, just generally speaking, movement as another key tip and trick. Mm-hmm. I think movement and positioning are two things that kind of go hand in hand. Your positioning in combat comes down to your movement. And I think there's two ways to look at that. One. What's kind of the baseline level that you have as a character? And then what are your abilities on top of that? So as a character that has no movement abilities, you got to do the best you can to maneuver your way on the edges of combat, put yourselves in the position to succeed. Don't be maybe the first one in that's attracting three guns to them all at the same time. Um, but if you have your movement legend, and then you got to look at things like verticality, distancing yourself. How can I play certain angles? Those are a bit more just movement-specific tips. Any, pod, any any pods off the top of your head you want to plug for some basic tips? I know it's been a while since we kind of did a basic tips and yeah. tricks, but we have done some episodes on it.
1: I was actually going to say the uh, Legend Difficulty Part mm. 1 and Part 2 is a pretty good episode to listen to because that kind of highlights what legends should you play if you want to get better. And you, and you can take whatever perspective you want on that episode and say, you know what? I want to specialize in a harder legend like Newcastle or Ash or an easier legend like Octane Bangalore. Um, but what I was going to say was, if you're struggling with movement, just play Bangalore. Mm-hmm. Like That's it. It's so simple, so effective, just with the passive alone plus the smokes and the ult just work so well together and i've been playing this game for at least 20 hours between 20 and 30 hours every single week for since 2019 <laughs> when i see a bangalore i i'm not going to shoot like i pretty much know i can't hit them if they're running away from me like it's honestly a waste of time so i think that's pretty powerful and speaks for itself
0: I did just Google Apex Legends, tips and tricks, third-party podcast, and a few of our episodes do pop up. So if you want to hit the back catalogs, you can do so uh, as well, I will say. (laughs) Good deal. Next question from r 99 Go Pew, five star. Hey, guys, I came across your podcast at work tonight. I watch most gaming content on YouTube and use podcasts for more personal and business development. However, you guys are great on the show. Just what I was looking for, a list for to listen to and make my night shift go by faster. Can't wait to go home and play some rank tonight. Keep it up. Thank you for the kind words. R99 go pew. <laughs>
1: Appreciate
0: that a lot. Next
1: question coming from Coastal or Rogue in the Discord. Five star. Hello, Henry and Shay. You guys have dabbled in streaming in the past and had a great Twitch channel. I have two questions. One, how come you stopped? And two, how do I grow my channel and get dedicated followers? I have watched countless videos, and they all make it sound easy. I know you guys will be real with me. So what do y'all think?
0: Oh, what a great question. Or set of questions, Coastal. I'll I'll give the my honest answer because you, you asked for it, for honesty. And then, Henry, you can fill in and add on top, I think. Uh, for question one, we just kind of stopped streaming on Twitch because the time that we had to put in wasn't worth the outcome as much as I want to say like Henry and I have a ton of free time and we were streaming because we just wanted to play apex in front of everybody the truth is that was partially true but another part of it was that we saw it as a potential additional revenue stream for the podcast and when we looked at how many hours we were sinking in and having just two more days kind of scheduled out of things we have to be committed to It was a lot to take on, and the reward wasn't really worth it. Uh, And so, yeah, we kind of, I don't want to say we stopped. We stopped consistently streaming. We obviously, to the point, still have the invitational and pop it on occasionally. Uh, But, yeah, streaming's hard, and streaming takes a lot of time. That's the biggest thing. The amount of time it takes, in comparison especially, to how long it takes us to do the podcast was a big deal. We were spending maybe three, four X the amount of time streaming and prepping the stream versus the pod and then cherry on top of all of that stream tech is not our specialty as much as we tried it to be. Um, was always a frustrating point. Um, for question two, yeah, a lot of videos do make it sound really easy to grow your streams. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. It, growing a stream on Twitch is an incredibly challenging thing to do. And, We were lucky to have an audience to reach out to and have another kind of channel to push people from to our Twitch channel. But going from zero to a full time streamer is a very, very tall task that does not happen a lot. Um, I think the truth of the matter is, is there's not really a strong algorithm to get yourself in front of people's eyeballs for the first time. Is a really, really expensive barrier to entry on streaming, effectively as well. It's a tough thing to do. I don't want to say like give up by all means, because I think if you love it and you're passionate about it, you should, you know, do what you can to get it done. And Henry and I have been big fans of short form content, kind of rising to the top, and maybe being a way for podcasts and smaller streamers to get themselves out there on YouTube Shorts and TikToks to able to hit that algorithm in an effective way. So I think there's more tools now than ever for those smaller streamers, but it is still a still a very hard thing to do by all means. Uh not an easy task. So yeah. I think I that was maybe not that was some bad news, Henry. Do you want to sugarcoat anything or you you can du- feel try. free to double down I, if you would like as well.
1: The, the positive thing is when we were streaming on Twitch, it was pretty fun. Yeah. We had a great community. We were getting a solid amount of viewers. You know, we had thirty, you know, concurrent viewers, mm-hmm. and our, you know, we didn't stream that much either, and we were making good money. Like our hourly, that was not the reason that we stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, it was it was fun, but it was so draining. Like the difference between sitting down to podcast for a few hours and stream for a few hours night and day honestly like taxing like we would pass out after Mm i i don't know if that's normal for people but just being able to balance each other the gameplay the chat for hours and hours on end while being on camera live a lot different than you know a pre-recorded podcast where it's just you and me it's pretty chill Mm -hmm. So it was intense, and that's kind of why
0: we backed out. And, and I will um, say, a lot of our gaming sessions as well. Like a lot of people just say, stream your gaming sessions, Henry and Shay. I'm sure you guys play video games together a lot. We don't always talk about Apex while we're gaming it up on yeah, Apex. So was, so, and we, we felt
1: like we had to put on a show. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
0: live for hours and hours, and it's tough. Yeah, no one wants to hear us talk about World of we're War. We're not first.
1: experts on. Yeah, we're not experts at <laughs> streaming. Maybe we will be someday. Um, my advice though, ditch Twitch right now, the discoverability isn't there. I think if you want to grow as a content creator, go to YouTube and go as hard as you possibly can go with shorts, go with videos, go with live stream. That's the real truth. You know, if you want to watch a video on it, go ahead. But that's where I would be betting if I was in your shoes and trying to, to take content and build a community online. Serious is just go all in on YouTube because that's where it's at. That's where you can actually grow right now mm-hmm. um, in a meaningful, like profitable
0: way. <laughs> well said. Last question of the day. Another five star coming from teeny. Hey guys, big fan of your podcast for the last two years, and I've been trying to make the most of your advice for ranking up. I hit platinum for the first time in a couple of seasons. Uh, a couple of seasons ago. I've been gaming for over 40 years, starting on Sinclair Spectrum. I'm pretty good at movement and amp. Uh, Reading the game for good positioning, but my gun game is below good. I play with randoms, which often limit coordinated team play. Here's my five-star question. For new and seasoned players, what would be your opinion of adding better training dummies to the practice arena? I don't go there often as the dummies don't simulate true gun battles. If there was an option to activate five or six different kinds of dummies with programmed combat movements, it could help improve my gun game. They could even shoot back, stopping at one health to stimulate, simulate one-on-ones. They could run away, crouch, jump, and their level of shootback accuracy could evolve as you eliminate them. Cheers and queue up the good work. Oh, UTN After the Jabba Noise in Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not do that well mm-hmm. then. I like uh, it. That's a good oh, name. <laughs> um, um, what do you think? <laughs> great
1: ideas. I mean, coming up with a firing range that has a training session where you can actually improve and there's you know some feedback and it's more of a simulation. It's a wonderful idea. Um, at this point, I don't go in the firing range like ever pretty probably spend about 15 minutes in the firing range every single season and the majority of that is at the beginning of the season to test the new weapon the new legend um, on a few things like very specific I don't spend hours in the firing range ever um what do you think Shay? Is this something that should come in the game?
0: Yeah, I'm a supporter of it. I'm a supporter for firing range improvements. You know, It's not something I personally do, but I think to this question and to this point, there are a lot of people that would see value out of it. Um, I talk about control as being just a great mode for people to get reps in to shoot people. And if that's not in the mode, if that's not in the rotation, it's like if you're playing Apex for two hours after you come home from work and you're dropping in and you're kind of newer to the game, how many like legitimate gunfights can you get into and seriously practice? Cause you got to think like, you know, half those gunfights, you're not going to have guns off drop or Mm -hmm. you're not going to have full attachments or you're just going to be out armored. And so actually improving takes so much time. So any tools that can be added to allow people to practice their aim in an effective game way. I think is huge because the moving targets I don't think do it, and the standstill dummies uh, don't do it either. So I'm a fan.
1: Yeah, it's I've always said from the very beginning the best way to get better is just to play. Mm -hmm. Like If gun skill is where you feel like you're limited, just try to get more reps in and play more because it's the best way. Um, The firing range probably isn't going to help you Mm -hmm. because there's so many variables outside of just a 1v1 gunfight that you can't simulate. Can't simulate different legend abilities, can't simulate different armor discrepancies between you and the enemy, can't simulate, you know, multiple teams mm-hmm. or positioning. So I think it's just going to be hard to to achieve that. Um there was a time where we said like Arenas was probably the best way mm-hmm. to advance your gun skill because and even better than now control because you can s- choose specific Weapons every single time, and you can really focus. All right, I want to practice with the Volt, or I want to practice with the G7 and the Volt and have that loadout. I still think that is true. The downside is arenas is not that fun. <laughs> if you have limited time, it's really not that fun. You need teammates. But the other kind of truth of the matter is you can't really just load into an arenas game and say, I'm going to practice with the alternator because people, if they want to win in arenas, they just choose the meta weapons. So it's like, it's not, you're going into a pretty intense training area if that's how you're going to look at arenas. Um, So I think the best way to get better is to play. And that probably isn't what you want to hear, but that's what I personally do. I live by that. I've gotten results Mm -hmm. is what it is. I I
0: do agree. The best way to get better overall is to play. But I do think for someone that says my gun skill is the problem, the firing range and in its current form is not good enough to fix that. And so an upgraded firing range to just like, yeah, you're never going to simulate all those variables you talked about. What you could hopefully simulate is a dummy strafing back and forth or running in random patterns. And you can work on your flatline tracking from hundred meters with them. And then your problem can be, okay, now I need to go into the games and work on positioning rather than have to be like, well, I got a position. Oh, I was in the right spot, but I whiffed 70% of my shots. So I hope this comes into the game at some point. I really do. And I don't think it's for the most, I don't think it's for most people, but I do think there's a, there's an audience that it would definitely help. And support for sure that's gonna wrap things up for us then thank you so much to our producer of the third party 10 who supports us over on patreon hit the plus on apple drop us a follow on spotify and check out the discord via the link in the description thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast we'll catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in boom whole squad down But I'm not today. Maybe tomorrow.